the Mindset Athlete Podcast, and I'm your host, James Roberts. I'm a two-time Paralympian and owner of James Robert Fitness, which is an online training, nutrition, and mindset coaching business. First of all, I'd like to thank Lauren Williams for suggesting this quote to the show. An athlete is a mindset. It's how you prepare, think, and execute. Not because of some elite status or physical stature. Anybody can be an athlete. By Chris Hart. And each week on the Mindset Athlete, we like to bring you inspirational athletes, a message, or experts talking about human optimization to teach you how to change your perception of your mindset and become 1% better. And on today's show, I've got Harold, a.k.a. Lefty Williams. Harold is the only man to make the move from the worst team, the Washington Generals, to the world's all-time conquering Harlem Globetrotters and in the process of becoming the first left-handed player to star for the exhibition team. Since retiring, he has gone on to inspire a new generation through his community work. He's the co-founder of Dare to Dream and also Harlem Dreams. So welcome on to the show, Lefty. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, the pleasure is absolutely all mine. So beyond the initial introduction that I gave you, is there any little nugget that you'd like to say? Uh, yeah, so um, uh, obviously I, I got an opportunity to play basketball at a high level, 15-plus years, professional career. Um, I became, you know, famous uh, in over 30 different countries all over the U.S. and Canada um, by uh, being the first ever left-handed showman in globetrotter history when Walt Disney purchased the team. Uh, for $147 million, I was the first person that they signed. Um, since then, I've become the co-founder of the Harlem Dreams, which is a, also an entertainment basketball show, basketball team, which travels uh, the world, putting on shows uh, at a better uh, better price and a more close uh, uh, experience, better uh, experience. And so on top of that, as you mentioned, Dare to Dream, my Dare to Dream Foundation, and my wife and I uh, – both co-founded it's the Harold Lefty Williams Dare to Dream Foundation, which is which is a national uh, and international uh, foundation, family sports and character development foundation. So, Lefty, talk to me about obviously who was your inspiration, be it growing up, and kind of who steered you. Obviously, I know the answer to this because I read the article, but be for my <laughs> audience, who was kind of your inspiration to kind of follow your dreams. Yeah, so uh, that's a great question. My, 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 my biggest inspiration was my grandfather. Uh, so I was mentally and physically abused by the hands of my father. My father was a alcoholic and heroin addict for many years. Uh, my grandfather stepped in to uh, be that male role model in my life to kind of help guide me mentally, physically, spiritually, and help uh, uh, instill in me a lot of dreams and hopes and, uh, and teaching me how to hold on to my dreams to, uh, you know, accomplish them. As you know, very small percentage of people who set out to be entrepreneurs or set out to follow their dreams actually accomplish those things. And I was able to do that coming from a broken family and a broken uh, neighborhood. But then you also had that, you could call it overcome adversity because you went to a division three school as well. So you're kind of not in the spotlight, so to speak, even from a basketball perspective. Right. So uh, I ended up finishing high school on a national level. So Jason Williams, who ended up going to Duke and drafted number two overall pick by the Chicago Bulls, played in the same high school conference as myself. 
as Dewan Wagner, who uh, he was the number one player in the state of New Jersey and ended up going to University of Memphis, drafted, I believe, the 20th pick by the uh, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, they were the only two scorers ahead of me in scoring in the state of uh, New Jersey. Um, I had a lot of Division One schools after me, but due to my uh, SAT scores, you know, I didn't take the, the standardized test serious and uh, serious enough as I should. And so as a result of that, I was not in what's called NCAA qualified, couldn't get cleared, and uh, people walked away from me. So I ended up going to a Division three level, which is almost impossible to turn professional at that point. And I grind and grind and grind and grind and climbed and climbed and climbed to prove myself worthy enough to get invites to camps, vet camps and NBA summer leagues and, and ultimately, you know, playing overseas in, in Luxembourg, Germany and Japan um, and England. Uh, I was in the in the uh, EBL trying to re- rehab uh, in Nottingham for, for the Nottingham Knights for a season. Um, then ultimately coming back playing in NBA Summer League only to land uh, with the world famous Harlem Globetrotters. So I had a bit of a journey um, to say the least, but it's through my perseverance, through my trust in God, through my my, my foundational uh, um, teaching from you know my mom and my granddad and. And having a good mindset to want to move forward. And then once getting married, having that home support of my wife, Shanifa, and, 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 and helping and encourage me to, to follow my dreams, I was able to do it. But what would you say to, obviously, the, the, the kids um, be it put in your position be it to get ready to do the SATs? Be it if you could take, well, I know we can't go back and change things that we've done in the past, but mm-hmm. what would you say for somebody that was in the same position as you and kind of took their education not so seriously? Well, I mean, I, I took my education serious. I just didn't take the SAT that serious. I was dealing with a lot at home. And then many of you may be watching this. You may be be a young athlete, uh, an aspiring athlete. You might be an adult with children and don't realize that they're going through issues. Or you may know that they're going through issues but don't know how to handle it. Let me say this. Um, you have to be able to be in a safe environment where you can talk about your feelings, where you can talk about, how you feel, you know, statements like I feel, and then you give them statements like you reply with statements like yes, and instead of yes, but Um, that way they feel heard that way they feel inspired that way they feel like they can transform and, 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 and get back on a bike, if you will, to keep going to, to, to achieve their goal. Um, It's definitely achievable. Many of you who have aspirations to plan in the United States, playing collegiate basketball, you need to be NCAA certified. So how does that start? The higher the GPA, the lower the uh, SAT score is required for you uh, to, to have in order to uh, qualify for an athletic scholarship. Um, and so the, just being knowledgeable, just taking it serious one day at a time, talking about how you feel, perfecting your craft on and off the court. You know, there's many people today who they're just athletes, but they're not student athletes. You know, a lot of people are getting screwed over. Uh, by certain NCAA situations where, you know, their, their likeness and image is being, you know, used and they're not able to, you know, uh, maximize that. And so I say, Hey, you know, make sure that your grades are where it's supposed to be. So if anything else happens, at least you have that education to fall back on, which is definitely important. But then you would, you would agree left lefty. Do you think people to some degree put lump all their eggs into one basket because they're a talented individual and don't come to this illusion that 
a sporting career can be ended in an instance, but because they don't want to, from a perspective of a, a mindset, don't want to ever look at those kind of dark days or dark thoughts because obviously what you think is can, can manifest at times. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't want to look at that, but it's important to do that. Um, again, you know, um, being around the right people, I cut a lot of squares out of my circle, making sure that you have the right people around you. Um, whoever's at the table with you trying to help you pursue this goal and pursue this dream to make it a reality, making sure that uh, they prove their worth in, 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 in a sense of the circle. You know, um, uh, obviously they're banking on you and they want things from you and you need to make sure that they're able to bring things to the table where it's of equal value. Um, iron sharpens iron and making sure that everyone's sharp and able to get things done. Um, that might be that trainer. That might be that coach. That might be that tutor. That might be that, that inspirational person, just building a team around you where everyone can, uh, be helped, held accountable. Um, a lot of people don't want to be held accountable and I think it's smart. The greater information you have, the more things you can do. So, you know, everybody doesn't make it. Some people get hurt, serious injuries that, that, um, crippled them from going to the next level. So in that process, if you can insure your body, uh, I know Jason Williams from Duke ended up uh, insuring and having insurance on his, on his health. So whether he, you know, got hurt or not, he'd be fine. Um, so that's important, you know, making sure that as an athlete, you understand that you're not just an athlete, you're a student athlete, not just a student, but your brand and um, building towards that brand to make sure that at all costs, everything ends out working out, whether it's going to the NBA or whether it's running your own company, being a great entrepreneur, or maybe it's becoming that lawyer or becoming a doctor or that, uh, that engineer. And obviously asking this question now, Lefty, why do you think, in your opinion, people don't want to be held accountable? I don't know. It's just a different generation, man. You know, we live in a generation where, uh, now today in today's world, everyone wants the, the, the quick cut situation. You know, everyone wants things that's already done. You know, you know, if you're looking in music, they, they, they want an artist that's coming to the table that already got a record done that can already, that's already developed. They don't want to develop. No one wants to develop anybody anymore. You know, um, if you're dealing with, uh, you know, uh, as an author, uh, which my wife just finished that journey uh, with, with her upcoming her her book that's now out from Mama's Kitchen. It's a storybook cookbook. Um, they want people who have a book done now. You know, it used to be, hey, send me a few pages of the manuscript, and now it's you know they want everything done. We live in a in a in a society now, man, where it's all changed. They want they want to cut out the process, and there's no real way of cutting out that process. Everybody has to go through and deal with something. Um, in order to reach those goals and go to the next level that they want to go to. It's just you can't escape it. Do you think an athlete is better suited to that? Because obviously from a mindset perspective now, they will be in a position to not necessarily want to shy away from the process, but they'll look at it as it's a given. I'll do it no matter what the, the objective of it, be it good or bad. I'm going to do it anyway. I think most athletes don't know their brand. You know, most athletes don't understand the business. A lot of athletes are just that athletes. Um, and then when you get to talking to them about public speaking or talking to them about, uh, you know, starting a business or this or that, they, they just don't know. And they just, uh, 
I think um, a lot of a lot a lot of athletes are are tend to be misinformed and they trust and listen to the people that's around them, and some of that could be because of lack of you know the process or trusting the process and wanting to go through a process, and some of them just didn't have that around in their home, and so only thing they know is sports, and so you know. And moving on to like the penultimate question to you then, Lefty, in terms of obviously Harlem Dreams itself, what mm-hmm. are you looking to do as obviously we're talking about branding a lot, be it how are you trying to make it more towards the people than to be able to have a brand that's a little bit close minded to the community then than say, for example, the Globe Trotters. Right. So 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 don't get me wrong. Um one of the things that I would never do even though sometimes it's done to me, it's trash and and, and harm a brand. Um, You got to think of the insight of where it started. So their organization was started in 1926 by a guy by the name of Abe Saperstein out of Chicago, Illinois. It's grown to almost a hundred year brand, um, the Hurchison Investment Group, um, which is also involved with Dolly Parton owns the Globetrotters now. Um, And so it's a great company. You know, it's just that... if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, um, one of the key ingredients is finding a, a, a problem and being able to solve that problem that keeps you around, that keeps you relevant, and that keeps business going. I found a key problem that most entertainment companies refuse to address, right? And um, it just made it easier for me to, 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 to step into that lane for, for my company, the Harlem Dreams, because... Uh, most people don't want to address it. And so uh, we have addressed that issue and um, people love us. Communities love us. Brands love us. You know, um, brand uh, brand partners like Text to Give, which is a mobile fundraising company. Uh, brands like uh, Mizu Maker, which is a, a children's technology company out of Canada. Um, you know, it just, it's, 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 uh, it's special. It's pretty special, you know, when, when you're able to solve a problem and people enjoy the product that you put out on the floor and it gives them that I remember when feeling with a, this is a different uh, uh, twist in a good way. Do you think it, it, it helps to have that inspiration that your grandfather obviously instilled with you on the probably like the core values and core beliefs to some extent, maybe the core, uh, the Harlem Globetrotters have maybe moved away from, but that was what it, the premise and was built upon that you were trying to instill within your brand. Yeah, like for me, man, like it's not even so much like I don't even follow the trends of what they do, right? And if I had to give you an example of one of the things that when I became a Globetrotter that we, uh, that we were drilled upon um, was being a trendsetter, right? And so when I left, I didn't want to follow anything that, that they did, you know, like when I started, meaning when I, when I started the dreams, I didn't want to follow what they did because that's, that's, that's the mindset of greatness being becoming a trendsetter. And so creating trends is, 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 is big for us. So one of the trends that I was able to create, uh, if you look at all of the trotters who are all now, most of them, not all, most of them are now, you know, uh, verified on social media, be it Twitter or Instagram and all that stuff, that all started from me. There were only two Globetrotters who were verified in that space. And that was uh, the late, great Metalock Lemon. And then there was myself. And then everyone else is like, wow, here's this guy 
who's figured out this space and have um, uh, pretty much uh, uh, made sure that I, 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 I in terms of uh, engagement, fan engagement, made sure that I uh, pretty much stayed close to that. It grew and it grew and it grew and it grew. And here it is, you know, former member who has way more fans and followers than, you know, the current members. So that doesn't look, that doesn't look, that doesn't look too good. And so, you know, now everyone else gets verified and this, 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 you know, now, but I was, I was, I, myself and Metal Lock Lemon were one of the trendsetters in that space. So we, you know, I, we as an organization pride ourselves on being trendsetters. Do you think, and this is, this is quoted from ESPN, that you wanted to be more globetrotter than be, uh, 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 let me word that again. You wanted to be more of a globetrotter than, than want to be a showman. And then is that the basis on obviously what you talk about there? Though? No, no, not really. Um, pretty much uh, you're quoting a statement um, from probably Charles Tex Harrison from, uh, from the ESPN article by Tom, senior analyst Tom Friend, uh, who's a very good friend of mine. Um, uh, pretty much, you know, I, I came in at a time when there was a great showman. His name was uh, uh, Paul Showtime Gaffney, a ph- phenomenal showman. One, one, definitely one of the greats, a legend. When I came in, I just wanted to be a globetrotter. I wanted to be a part of greatness, a part of a great organization that I can build upon. Uh, the late Charles Tex Harrison, God rest his soul, uh, he saw something great in me. He said, man, they're going to love your voice. People are going to love you. They're going to come from all over to hear you. And he just really was giving me information that um, I had not yet seen in myself. So now I needed to lock in and get focused on what it was that he was talking about. And I began to work at it Um, because I came in as a globetrotter and then you come in and they make you a showman. Right. And so that's like coming into a company. Imagine going to uh, AT&T or Nike and coming in on the first day and then they immediately make you the CEO. Right. So the showman is like the top. He, he, he handles the show. People come from all over to want to hear what he has to say. And, 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 and he captures their 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 attention immediately. And he's able to carry the show. Well, I came in uh, behind uh, Paul uh, Showtime Gaffney, who was on his way out because they wanted him out for whatever reason. And um, he had been around a long time. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, he was cool with a coach, my, uh, uh, St. Julian, uh, Mike St. Julian, and they two were working together to make sure that I was not successful. Uh, this is the first time I've ever, you know, really drilled into that. Uh, cause I really don't dwell in on negative energy, but as a result of that, you know, certain things were being said behind that. And then it's like, you know, well, you know, is he, you know, focusing on just being, so what, what is just being a globe trotter? Cause when I look back at the principles of what it is to be a globetrotter and such an honor it is to be a globetrotter. Globetrotters are number one, the ambassadors of goodwill. Anytime anything happens in the world, the, the globetrotters are on the, the front f- front row of it, you know, in terms of taking this universal language called basketball and bringing joy to all of the homes. And so uh, um, outside of that, you have, you know, the just great phenomenal uh, public speakers. And so all of those pieces are things that uh, that I had that kept the wheel turning um, and that I enjoy, you know, learning your craft. And then in the end, when people make offers to you at lesser of what was agreed upon for, you know, had you continue another contract, then at the end, you ask yourself, do I allow myself to, quote unquote, be pimped 
or do I allow myself to walk away? And so I allowed myself to walk away. And I walked away with my head held high, knowing that I had uh, a chance of a lifetime. I traveled the world doing what I loved. I did it with honor. You know, you weren't able to look up and see me, you know, doing crazy things in the streets or somewhere. You know, I, I, I carried myself well. You know, um, being, being, being in that space, you, when the ball stops spinning and stops bouncing, you still are expected to carry that brand. And I did that proudly. So, um, yeah, I would disagree with that statement. Okay, that's fair. That's fair enough. I have to get your opinion towards that 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 question. So obviously, my my penultimate question to you then, Lefty, is: be it if you had to play against any player, any era, dead or alive, who would mm-hmm. that be? Um, that's a really great question. Uh, I'd have to say two because I don't think I can say just one. The first player would be uh uh. Bill Russell, because um, now the first person would be, I'd say would be, uh, it'd either be Bill Russell or Jackie Robinson. It'd probably be Jackie Robinson. I wore number uh, 42 throughout most of my career. And um, I wore it because of what he stood for and the things that he went through and knowing how he had to endure a lot of those things. And I had to endure a lot of those things and, and, and not just in my career, but in my life. And every day as a, you know, as, as, as an African-American, you, you deal with those things. So uh, I definitely want to want to get a chance to to link up with, 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 with him for sure. And I'd like to link up with Kobe Bryant. I think he's one of the greatest minds in basketball history. Um, a prolific scorer from anywhere on the floor. Work ethic is second to none. And um, I just think that he has a lot of, of knowledge that he can uh, – share with me in reference to the game that I may or may not know just because, you know, it's a five-time champion. And my final question to you before we wrap up the episode, if you have to summarize what we've been speaking about today into one sentence for people to take away, what would that be? It would either be a dead a dream or it would be a delay is not a denial. Throughout your journey, throughout the course of life, um, Doors will close, windows will close, some doors will close gently, some will slam, be slammed in your face. But you got to find a way to understand that that delay is just that. It's a delay, it's not a denial. So you got to keep pressing forward to find your hardest and dig deep down on the inside to, to, to push yourself through, to prevail, to, to come out victorious. And you can do that. As long as you dare to dream, get yourself out of the way because all of life takes place in between your two ears and this mind and be mentally tough and strong and dedicated to your craft and keep pushing. And ultimately, I believe that, uh, you know, a delay is not a denial. So once again, Lefty, thanks again for coming on the Mindset Athlete podcast. Oh, thank you, man. Everyone, please, if you get a chance, go to uh, com check us out. You can go to my uh, foundation's website, go to dare, the number two, the word dream.xyz. So it's dare to dream.xyz. Find out a lot of the great things that we have going on. And uh, I appreciate your time. Oh, thanks again. And I will share all those links in the description. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. If you like this episode, please do share it with your friend and do let Lefty and I know what you thought of the episode by tagging us over on Instagram at LeftyWilliams42 and at James O. Roberts 11 
And again, you can do the same on Twitter and Facebook. And finally, don't forget to check out his websites. That's daretodream.xyz and theharlemdreams.com. And as always, do check out my free content at fitamputee.co.uk and click on the tab free resources. But not forgetting, I've also started a new Facebook group, especially for the podcast, which you can find on Facebook by typing The Mindset Athlete. So make sure to check those out. The links will be in the description. You can find all the show notes at mindsetgame.lipsum.com under the category general. So once again, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next week for another episode of the Mindset Athlete Podcast.